When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, we made it. We made it. It's week one. It's week uh, one. We've gotten through the uh, the eight month off season, and it's time for football. More importantly, uh, happy anniversary! It's season three of the podcast. Yes, sir. It's official. Yes, sir. We are we are still here. They have not kicked us off of the internet yet, uh, so that's a good thing. More importantly, we have not kicked ourselves off the internet yet. That's correct. We've not yet cut bait. We are we are still intent on uh, becoming a good podcast. So, um, working on it. Working on it. Mike, you want to preview week one? Let's do it. Like like we only know how. As Yes. Yeah, for better or worse, whatever that means. Yes. Um, yeah, Mike, it's been a long offseason. Uh, we have been trying to keep the people entertained, but no longer do we just have to like make stuff up to entertain people. We got actual things to talk about where we're just going to make stuff up about. Uh, Mike, leading off, your Virginia Tech Hokies Labor Day night. 8 o'clock, ESPN National Television in Tallahassee. Your Hokies taking on the number 19 Florida State Seminoles. The Knolls, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. Total here is 57 points. We talked about this a little bit before we came on. What was your first reaction to seeing that the spread has gone up from, I think it opened around five or six. It's gone up to seven-and-a-half. What are your thoughts there? Joey, I can't believe we're doing this this week one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening again. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Now I'll stop having a stroke. And, uh, first of all, let's take a step back. I'm going to this game. So world traveler status is taking a trip to Tallahassee for the first time. Oh, hell yeah. So heading down there with a couple friends, uh, we'll see what happens. This is going to be a very interesting football game, Joey. Um, I've been on the record in a couple different season previews, uh, you know, with my thoughts on this. Look, Virginia Tech and Florida State, both a lot of unknowns. Um, A new coaching staff for Florida State, Virginia Tech replacing an entire defense. Uh, What kind of what kind of quarterback are we going to get with Josh Jackson? Are we going to get Josh Jackson, who threw 17 touchdowns and four picks in the first six games last year? Or are we going to get Josh Jackson from the final four games, which includes the bowl game, of course? where he threw three touchdowns and five interceptions. Um, if he's healthy, we should see the, the Josh Jackson of old, which would be great. Um, that's what Virginia Tech fans are hoping for for a successful season. Florida State on the other side, this is a team that has lost some talent, namely on defense. Uh, but this is a team that was a preseason top five last year, uh, went into the Alabama game with a lot of aspirations. Obviously, DeAndre Francois got hurt. Reports out of Tallahassee are that DeAndre Francois is going to beat James Blackman out and become the starting quarterback once again for Florida State, which 
I'm I'm excited about it. I think Francois is a phenomenal player. So uh, a guy that was on a lot of Heisman watch lists heading into the year last year before he suffered the devastating uh, injury in the opener. Florida State, though, uh, I get it's at home. Seven and a half seems like a lot of points to me. Um, over under 57. I'm not touching the over under 57 for the opener because I have no idea what we're going to get out of either of these two teams. But seven and a half feels like a lot to me. I got Florida State winning this game just because it's at home. Um, I could easily see Virginia Tech winning the game. I could see Florida State winning the game by like seven to ten points. But seven and a half still feels like a lot to me. I think Virginia Tech can keep it close on the road. Should be a really entertaining game on Labor Day night. Last game of the weekend, so a lot of eyes will be on it. Uh, Really exciting game for the opener. I got Florida State because... I trust Cam Akers and DeAndre Francois a little bit more than I trust the Virginia Tech defense at this point. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm with you on that. I, I believe that Florida State wins this game. To me, a bigger question is what's the margin of victory? And that number of seven and a half is, is really intriguing to me. And I guess that's the thing that I get hung up on is if this were inside of a touchdown, if this were Florida State minus six, I would feel really good about the Knowles covering that. I don't feel as good about them outside of a touchdown. Um, I, I want to lean Virginia Tech to cover seven and a half here. But at the same I could also see Florida State just like running away with this, like trying to make a, a show of it in Willie Taggart's first game, that kind of thing, and maybe winning this game like 35-17 or something like that. I mean, I think that's on the table. Um, so – I think Florida State's going to be the better team. They're going to be at home. They're going to be hyped up. Again, new new coach, uh, kind of some uh, reinvigorated enthusiasm within the team. Defensively, lots of questions about Virginia Tech rebuilding. I mean, this is game one, replacing eight starters and like the entire two deep in the secondary and the whole thing. I mean, it doesn't set up well for the Hokies at all. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Florida State covers seven and a half, but I don't feel good about it. Um, I think this could go either way. And like you said, the total of 57, I would probably just leave that alone. I have no idea what we're going to get from either of these teams. Don't, don't touch over-unders in the opener unless you're like absolutely sure. Um, we don't have an entire offense returning on either side, so don't touch it. Um, I think the great equalizer in this game is Josh Jackson. I think if we get good Josh Jackson out of Virginia Tech, this game could be pretty interesting. I think if it's mediocre to bad Josh Jackson like we saw in the last four games, I think Florida State could could win this game by a couple scores. Uh, I don't think the talent gap is uh, – I mean, I think Florida State's a little bit more talented than Virginia Tech, just athletes-wise. But, uh, you know, it's it's the opener. It's two teams we don't know a whole lot about. I'm just banking on Florida State with a little bit more talent just based off of what we knew from last year's team and who they have returning. I think there's enough talent there that uh, that should be enough at home to get the job done in the opener. Give me Florida State 31-20. to 20. Uh, so Cover 7.5. Sure. I, no, I, I got I got no idea, Joey. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on, Mike. And by moving on, I mean moving back in time. Yes. Sunday, 7.30 p.m. on ABC National Television, the number eight Miami Hurricanes in Dallas at AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, taking on the number 25 LSU Tigers. And, Mike, I, I said a couple of months ago on an episode, not even the Miami preview, but thinking that these two teams – I could see either of them going anywhere from like eight and four to 11 and one. Like I think these two teams, there's a high variance for both of them. How do you feel about Miami as a favorite here? 
Uh, I th- I think they have more talent on offense. Uh, so I feel okay about it, I guess. But are they really like? Are they any different than LSU? Like both of these are teams that have a ton of skill, talent, pretty good offensive lines, and a huge question mark at quarterback. Like it seems like the same situation to me. It does. It does. Um, you know, it's two teams with SEC type talent at the skill positions, right? I mean, LSU's in the SEC. Uh, ACC type talent. Thank okay. you. I'm so, excuse me. <laughs> Excellent. Well played. On the uh, basketball conference podcast, Mike. Well played. Uh, okay that caught me off guard that was excellent <laughs> i uh i don't even know what to say about that that was uh, well done well done um dilly dilly there goes my uh phil steel magazine again uh anyway <laughs> just throwing stuff over here <laughs> yeah, just, just throwing stuff not even trying uh yeah i feel fine about it i think a field goal either way would be fine Miami's a three-point favorite that's cool with me i i don't know like I want to speak intelligently on this game, but the other thing about this is like these are very similar teams to your point. Um, two teams that should have very good defenses, uh, two teams that can run the ball pretty well, but have huge question marks at quarterback and have had question marks at quarterback for a while. Um, you know, Miami had Brad Kaya, but the whole team was ass, right? Um, now they have Rozier and he's ass at times. So <laughs> it's like, what are we dealing with, especially in a neutral side opener? Um, this feels like a home game for LSU in Texas because LSU fans travel. Miami fans are still trying to find their way to Hard Rock Stadium. So that's, uh, you know, it's going to feel like a home game for LSU. It's a tough environment for Miami. I think Miami has just enough to get the job done here, Joey. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised either way here. Um, if Miami loses this game, I, I think it says more about Miami than it does about LSU. Um, because I think, you know, we've seen LSU's defense be able to, to slow down a mediocre quarterback before. That wouldn't really be news to me. Um, it would be news to me if LSU won this game going away. Um, it would be less of a surprise if Miami won this game going away because in my mind, that means their defense forced two or three interceptions and something crazy happened. I don't think the upside with the turnovers is as great with LSU, even though they're playing Malik Rozier. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but like, I don't think Malik Rozier is going to have the opportunity to implode quite like um, quite like whoever LSU quarterback ends up being uh, does just because LSU puts it in the air a little bit more than Miami will. I, I don't know. Lean on the run game. I'm taking Miami close. Uh, field goal sounds about right. If they win by six, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not touching this game. But for the sake of our podcast, you're taking Miami to cover three? I am. All right, fair enough. Uh, one of the things that you said about this basically being a home game for LSU, I, I agree. Um, it's it's about a six-hour drive from Baton Rouge to Dallas. But I would tell you, like you mentioned, there is a lot of LSU fans that live here in Houston um, and, and really in the whole East Texas area and the whole northern Louisiana area. You know, folks that are within about three to four hours of Dallas, there's going to be a boatload of LSU fans there. And, and I think that there's – most anywhere that they played this game within reason outside of Hard Rock Stadium, this would be an LSU favored crowd. Um, they, they just generally travel well, not to mention again that they are fairly close in general. Um, I My strategy here in picking this game, I'm going to take LSU to cover three. And this is purely like if, if, if LSU was a three-point favorite, I would take Miami to cover three. 
because these teams are so equal and I don't really know what to make of either one of them at this point in the game, um, I, I'm just going to take the points on whichever side I'm getting them on. Um, so I'm taking LSU to cover three and, you know, whatever. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. The number that I'm more intrigued by here is actually my the, the total in this game is 48 points, Mike. I would go under that total. I don't think that both of these teams are getting into the 20s here. I I like the under 48 as well. Um, uh, too much defense, unless something crazy happens. I don't know. It's- I think this is yeah. I don't I don't see this being. You figure at you know three points and a total of 48. Vegas is basically projecting a final score of like 25 and a half to 22 and a half. I don't think both of these teams are scoring. You know more than a combined, we'll call it 45 points. Like 24-21 is about as high scoring as I see this get. I see this getting. Um, so I definitely think this goes under. Like I said, I, I mean, I think these are pretty identical, at least to the eye test kind of teams of uh, on or on paper kind of teams. I would say big question mark at quarterback, lots of skill, talent on offense, good offensive lines, uh, really good defenses. The biggest difference maybe to me, if I have to pick one, is that I think LSU's defense is going to be a little better than Miami's. Um, LSU brings back basically everybody on defense, including their coordinator, Dave Aranda, who is a, a really, really good defensive coordinator. I think they're going to cause some problems. Um, I think there's a what, – what would you put – the you know, Mike, if I gave you three to one that by the end of the third quarter in this game, there is some very real discussion, if not like actual action on the field regarding the Miami quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, Three to one. Would you bet that? I, I, uh, <laughs> oh man. That I, says yes. I, that says I, yes to me. I would. I would. Yeah. I really would. I would. I think there is a, ch- there's definitely an opportunity for this to get like super uncomfortably weird by like the middle of the third quarter for Miami. Um, so throw that out there. Yeah, give me LSU plus three, but more importantly, give me under 48 in this game. I think this is a low-scoring kind of game for whoever wins. I'm going to go LSU uh, 21-17, maybe. Pretty low scoring. Wow. I I just wish I could speak more intelligently about this game. It's just, it's week one, so. Well, I got a game that we can both speak intelligently about. Alabama. Oh, oh Christ. 25-point favorite in Orlando. And they'll cover. Yeah, they're probably going to cover. Uh, 8 o'clock ABC, Saturday night. This is the primetime game. You're going to sit there all day drinking beers, watching football, you know, weird, like, we're going to get to a couple of games you're probably going to watch throughout the day and, you know, feel feel good about it because it's college football on its back, but most Saturdays you wouldn't really bother with it. But all Saturday you're going to do all that, and then by 8 o'clock primetime, the game of the week, Louisville in Orlando taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are a 25-point favorite. <laughs> I'm drunk just thinking about it. Um, that is borderline disrespectful. Um, yes. Total in this game is 60. Again, it's coming from Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Uh, what do we What do we do here? 25 points. That's actually lower than it opened. What? What do we do here? Uh, we gather up and we say a prayer for Louisville is what we do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Alabama by a lot. I don't care mm-hmm. who the starting quarterback is. Tua, Jalen, Joey. Either know. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> J- Joey, I think you're getting reps in this one, so get ready. Uh, I'll make that surprise appearance. Yeah. 
Uh, All I got to do is hand it off to Damian Harris, right? That's pretty much it. Or whoever else. I mean, they got like five running backs and they're all good. So they are going to do horrible things to the notorious BVG defense. uh, That defense is going to be pretty bad this year and it might be a little bit better than last year because peter sermon sucks it was bad Mm -hmm. um the defense should be a little bit better with van gorder i i would think just by law of averages but god this unit's not going to be that good and alabama is oh man alabama by a lot they cover 25 here i agree i agree alabama 38 to 10 Real quick, I think Juwan Pass is going to be good this year. This is not the game where he's going to be good, though. Dude, I think this game puts Juwan Pass in danger of being, like, he could end up being bad this season because this is the kind of game that right out the gate would break a person. What is Louisville doing with their non-conference scheduling? Like, this... (sighs) Hey, Uh I mean, props to you for, for going out on a limb here, but... I mean, two years ago, the the Lamar Jackson team, you know, where they started out nine and one, I think it was, and Lamar won the Heisman and all that. That team would have struggled to keep this game within fourteen points. Um, this is Alabama is on a different level from Louisville right now, and and I think oh, are they? Man, yeah, hot take over here, but yeah, Alabama covers twenty five. I got them thirty eight to ten. I think this is not all that close. Total is 60. That seems pretty high, um, but I, I would probably leave that alone just given that there is a chance that Louisville could, you know, put up 17, 21 points, get, there's a, you know, hit a couple of deep balls, that kind of thing. There's also a chance Alabama scores 60. So, sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not betting the over-under, but. Yeah, leave that alone. Yeah, I, I usually don't bet the um, a, a point spread that high, but I feel pretty good about this one. I don't mind it. Yeah. Don't mind it. Mike, let's move on. North Carolina. This is, by the way, 3 o'clock on Saturday on Fox. The North Carolina Tar Heels on the road at Cal. Um, at 3 o'clock. This is 4 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock Central Time. Sorry. It's 4 o'clock, Fox, North Carolina at Cal. Um, North Carolina got a bunch of dudes suspended for this game. Uh, they... You know, this is maybe a little bit of a toss-up to begin with, but now Cal a seven-point favorite. Um, North Carolina, again, shorthanded, coming off of a, a bit of a weird offseason, um, coming off of a 3-9 and nine season last year. Haven't seen a great North Carolina defense in a while against what is usually a pretty potent Cal offense. I don't like this for the Tar Heels, Mike. I'm probably picking Cal to cover seven here. Uh, North Carolina shorthanded. Wow, that sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> it's like old times. It's like wow, that reminds me of like eight months ago. Um, okay, I don't know anything about Cal. Um, I don't think they'll be that good. I don't think North Carolina will be that good, as you all found out in our season preview. Um, does North Carolina cover seven? I mean, maybe, but they have to go all the way to California to do it. Which, I mean, historically, historically speaking, overall does not bode well for the ACC when they have to go way out west for openers. Uh, see Virginia and Oregon, but also see Virginia and Boise last year. Um, that was a surprise. Um, yeah, uh, I'll say North Carolina covers. I guess. All right. 
Uh, Nathan Elliott gets the job done. They lose the game, but in a losing effort, he plays okay. And North Carolina covers seven. Uh, close game, shootouty maybe. I, lo- I love that one. I love seeing shootouty. Uh, this will be a good, as they call it, a good TV show yes. to watch. Uh, 31-24. That puts us under 61. Barely. It's right at seven, too. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You're right. Well, it's a push. <laughs> 31-24, and it's a push on the point spread. It is not a cover. It's a push. So. Uh, I'm going to go like 38-24. I love week one. Oh, my yeah. God. I I have no idea about any of these games. but Yeah, it's – there is – well, and I don't know if this is normal, but it feels like there are so many question marks in the ACC this season that I need a couple weeks of data, even against like some, you know, mid-level, if not crappy opponents, just to have a feeling of what half these teams are going to be. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Cal to cover seven. I think UNC, especially on defense, is going to be a mess. Um, Cal gets back quarterback Ross Bowers. Um, he, he was a sophomore last year, 272 for 461, you know, so he completed 59% and a little over 3000 yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 picks. So he'll, I mean, he'll be fine. They'll probably score some points. I'm going to go 38, 24 Cal. Yeah. And that, that goes to 62 points. I would probably leave us the, the total here is 61. I'd probably leave that alone. Um, so let's go. Yeah. Cal cover seven. No idea. Continue. Fair, yeah, no, no real idea at all. Uh, Mike, we got a, we got a few other games. That that kind of wraps up the uh, the main slate here. We got uh, four more games that we've got totals for. Uh, we're gonna do those in chronological order. So back this all the way up uh, to Thursday evening, August thirtieth, eight o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. We have talked about this game more than most of these games, actually, of the remainders that we're going to talk about. The Wake Forest Steeman Deacons, a seven-point road favorite in New Orleans at the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, And I'm not going to lie to you, I am a little bit nervous for Wake Forest in this game, Mike. I am too. They're starting a true freshman at quarterback. Uh, Yeah. So no Kendall Hinton because he's suspended. Uh, he suspended for the first three games, in fact, because of violation of team rules. Also known as he was probably smoking weed. Um, mm-hmm. It's common so, parlance. Yes, usually. Uh, violation just, of team rules. Yes, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, so Wake Forest minus seven over under 56. Uh, Wake Forest has Matt Colburn and Cade Carney. And more importantly, they get Greg Dorch back. I like Wake Forest in this game. They beat Tulane. It'll be close. Um, I think Tulane covers seven in this one. Uh, if Kendall Hinton's playing, I think Wake Forest is winning this game by a couple scores. Since he's not playing, I think starting a freshman matters. Uh, Tulane keeps it close. Wake Forest wins the game. Man, I forgot about them getting, uh, them getting Greg Dorch back. Um, that was a tongue twister. Um. I want to say Tulane plus seven here and, and maybe outright. I said Tulane plus seven. I am not saying Tulane outright. Tulane plus seven for sure, though. Okay. I am tempted to go Tulane outright here. Um, 
I don't know if I quite can. I, I think this is one of those that maybe Wake Forest will, will keep it a game for a while and then finally pull ahead at the very end. I'm going to say Tulane plus seven. Uh, I'm going to take the points with the home dog here. Um, but I guess I guess I'll say Wake Forest to win. Uh, maybe like 31-28, something like that. You know, get a last-minute win. Uh, maybe kick a field goal at the gun or get a last-minute defensive stand or something. But I think Tulane's going to put up a fight here. Uh, the the, the Steam and Deeks, again, I, I am very concerned about what they're going to look like on defense. And Willie Fritz has quietly been building a pretty good program down there at Tulane. We have been talking about this game for you know a couple of months now, kind of off and on, and, and pointing out that that is one of the tricky points in the out-of-conference schedule for – most of the teams early in the conference, this is one of the ones that really sticks out. So, yeah, give me Tulane plus seven. I, I'm going to say that Wake Forest still comes away with a win, but a close one. Uh, so we'll go Wake Forest like 31-28. Total here is 56. So, I, again, I'd probably leave that alone. If anything, I'd probably lean over. Um, I don't know that either of these teams really is going to have a particularly good defense. So, might get a little shootouty, a little pointy, as they say, uh, or as some would say. Yeah, so uh, we go Green Wave plus seven, but uh, Wake Forest wins outright. Uh, we agree. Moving on. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Mike, Friday night, the Syracuse Orange on the road. By the way, six o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Syracuse on the road in Kalamazoo. Uh, that's actually a place, Waldo Stadium. <laughs> Yeah, that's a place. Uh, Western Michigan, the Broncos. Uh, they're taking them on. Syracuse, a six-point favorite on the road here. Uh, and they're taking on what could be a somewhat possibly dangerous, maybe, Western Michigan team, but probably not. Um, Syracuse is going to get this done, right? They're not going to mess this up, surely. Uh, I mean, healthy Eric Dungey's here, so inject that into my veins. Mm-hmm. Um, right into my veins. I want uh, to jump kick someone in this game. Yes, I, the Eric Dutch special. I want him to hurt people. <laughs> uh, not not physically, of course. Just you know, hurt their will spiritually. Yes, spiritually, because I would never advocate <laughs> for somebody to get hurt. Uh, Syracuse minus six. Uh, yeah, I say Syracuse wins this thing by two touchdowns. Western keeps it close. It's a directional Michigan, so you know. They'll be all right. Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse, Syracuse defense sucks. So uh, Western Michigan could keep it interesting, but I say Syracuse by two scores. Well, and it was, it was two years ago that Western Michigan played in the cotton bowl. I mean, they were 12 and zero regular season. I think they won the Mac championship played against Wisconsin in the cotton bowl, put up a pretty good fight. Uh, and then PJ Fleck left. And last year they did not go to a bowl game. Um, they were actually, actually, no, I lied. They might, well, they didn't go to a bowl game, but they were six and six. Um, I think they're getting worse. I think as some of PJ Flex guys kind of cycle through, graduate, that kind of thing. Um, I, I I don't think Western is quite the team they were a couple of years ago. So I think this is a game where people are going to see it maybe as a little more threatening than it realistically is. Um, Syracuse might use this as an opportunity to kind of beat up on them a little bit, get themselves in rhythm and in gear and ready to go for the following week. So I'm going to go Syracuse minus six here as well. I think they win pretty comfortably, score a bunch of points. Uh, we'll go Syracuse 
42 to 20. 42 to 20. This is a comfortable yes. win for Syracuse. Yes, Cuse by multiple scores. I like it. Yeah, total here is 64 and a half. We'll leave that alone. If yeah. anything, you know, well, yeah. You got a high-scoring offense with Syracuse and also a very questionable defense on that side. So it, anything could really happen here. Um, I, I would leave the total alone there. Mike, Saturday. Moving on to Saturday. Where's Saturday's for? We're not moving to Saturday. Hang on. We're saying Friday night. I, I am oh. all messed up here. What are Fridays for then? Never mind. Friday, 7 o'clock. So just one hour after the Syracuse start. The Duke Blue Devils at home uh, against the Army Black Knights. They're on ESPNU again, 7 o'clock Friday. Duke is a 13.5-point home favorite in this game. Mike, does Duke have a – you know, have any business being a 13 and a half point favorite over a team that won like nine games last year, even That's, if it's army. That seems like a lot of points. It feels like a lot of points. Yes. That's a lot of points. Army can run, Joey. Mm-hmm. They can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can run the football. Uh, wow. 13 and a half, two touchdowns against a Duke rushing defense. That was eh last year. Um, well, they were very, uh, very feast or famine. Yes, that's a good way to put it. They were very, eh. Um, <laughs> the scientific term. Yes, because uh, we're a scientific podcast. Uh, Go Jackets. Yes, not to be confused with a basketball podcast, because we're not that either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's a lot of points. Um, I think, obviously, Duke's got more upside in this game than Army does, because Army really can't throw. Uh, Duke's got multiple ways to beat you. The defense should be okay. Um, I mean, Duke wins, but I don't know if they win by two scores. Um, I'll I don't think they do. Take, yeah, I'll I'll take Army. Uh, I'm going to take Army to cover here. Uh, Duke wins, but Army covers. That's 13 and a half's a lot. I'm with you. Army 13 and a half. Give me, give me the points. Yes. Um, don't take points on that one. I, I'm thinking this is more of like a one-score game, yeah. more so than a two-score game. Um, even if Duke wins, and even that, I mean, you could call that into question a little bit. Um, weird year to, you know, or a weird time to try to get Army right out the gate. By the way, Army beat Duke last year, for what that's worth, and that was in November. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, November, Army beat Duke, and now Duke's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't get that, but hey – um, I guess Duke comes away with a win here. Um, but I mean, I could see Army winning this game outright. So, bit of a low score. Uh, well, I don't know if I'd say that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Duke twenty-eight, twenty-four. Um, you know, a little bit total is 46. So they go a little bit over that, but I mean, I think this is like a one score game, Mike, and this is maybe a a, a game of who has the ball last. Um, as you mentioned, army can run the ball. They're, they're losing guys, but the service academies lose a bunch of guys every year and always have guys ready to replace them, you know? So yeah, I'm on Bradshaw is gone, but I mean, there's somebody there to replace him. Right. And that's pretty much how it goes with all these academies. So uh, I, I'm not worried about Army there. I'm more curious about Duke and Daniel Jones. I think there's a chance that this could become a romp. You know, if, if 
if Duke is really just turning on the Jets and all of a sudden, you know, trying to whip some ass, like, yeah, sure, they could win this game by <laughs> that would re- that 17 would require, points. That would require Duke's offense turning on the Jets, which we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, exactly. And it would also require Army to have the ball for less than like 38 minutes, which I that's not a common occurrence. So, yeah. yeah. That would be, be a good night for the Duke defense if they're able to keep them under 38 minutes. This is probably one of the ones that I would be looking to put money on, frankly, um, is yeah. Army plus 13 and a half. That is a lot of points for a team that just beat Duke, a, a, you know, 10 I, months ago. I'm in complete and total agreement with you, but famous last words. Yeah, no uh, kidding. This is one that I would love to put my money on, quite frankly. <laughs> 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 one, one, it's like the SpongeBob thing. It's like one week later. Yeah. Uh, wow, Duke really blew the doors off Army. We were wrong about that one. Um, yeah. Duke 54, Army, Army 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, whoops. Oops. Um. Okay. Duke All right. Yeah, important. Duke wins, uh, but not comfortably in the way that would let them cover the spread. We'll go there. Yep. Yep. Now on to Saturday, Mike. Boston College, an 18-point home favorite against UMass. And for what it's worth, all the rest of these games are going to be on the ACC Network Extra, so you can stream those online. This game is at 1 o'clock in Chestnut Hill. This is the last game we have a spread for, Mike. And I'm – the, weirdly, for a Boston College team that we've been super hyped up about all offseason and playing against a UMass team that is probably not that good, I'm like not real sure which way I want to go with an 18-point spread in this game. For what Do you have opinions on this? For what it's worth, UMass just broke Duquesne yesterday. Now, that doesn't matter at all. But they I just, they like, broke who? Duquesne. Who's that? Uh, the, the one that looks like it's spelled Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne. Okay, that's right. Yes, yes. Uh, it's actually pronounced Duquesne, I guess. Um, there you go. Yes. Today so, I learned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to chalk this up to BC has AJ Dillon and UMass doesn't. So mm-hmm. uh, 18 points seems like a lot, but I think BC covers. But UMass has Andrew Ford, former Virginia Tech quarterback, who never really saw the field. So mm. my heart's with UMass, but my head's with BC to cover 18. I'm going with it. Yeah. Let's see. I guess. I feel I, horrible about that. Maybe not. Maybe they don't cover 18. I don't know. Uh, These two teams played a couple of years ago uh, in 2016, and Boston College won the game 26 to 7, which covers 18. This is this is this game's gross. Yeah. Um, if I'm if I'm picking UMass to cover eighteen, I'm betting on a Scott Leffler and B Boston College just kind of having some rust and or reading their own press clippings maybe a little bit, which I mean could be happening. Um, Let's test uh, these UMass corners, says yeah. Scott. <laughs> Things let's that you never want to hear Scott Leffler say, but that he says all the time for 400, Alex. Let's let's spread it out and throw. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Boston College Air Raid wins the game by four oh, points. Good God. Um, yeah, Eagles cover 18. Fine. I, I don't feel great about it, but it happens. BC wins, though. 
31 to 10. Okay. We also have some unanimous picks here coming up. No, wait, hang on. Oh, Thir- 30, 38, 13. I think they score a little more, more, more than that. We'll go 38, 13. Uh, that's uh, 25 points. Yeah, that's, that's enough. That sounds like enough. Um, total here, by the way, is 53 points, and 38, 13 would put you at 51. So, I, I, again, I'd leave that alone. I don't feel strongly about that. Don't uh, touch total. Don't touch total. We're both taking Boston College minus 18, though? I think so. Yeah. All right. Players. Fair enough. Um, Mike, yeah, as you said, that th- this kind of concludes the uh, the interesting game portion of the uh, of the show. We have several other games that are markedly less interesting, we'll say. Um, all of these games, Saturday afternoon, they are uh, FCS matchups that ACC teams have planned. Um, at noon on ESPNU, NC State, and James Madison uh, at 12:20 on the ACC Network Extra, Clemson and Furman. Uh, at 12:30 on the ACC Network Extra, Georgia Tech and Alcorn State. 3:30 uh, p.m. on the ACC Network Extra, Pittsburgh and Albany. Six o'clock on the ACC Network Extra, Virginia and Richmond. And by the way, all the ACC teams mentioned there are home teams. Um, so you know those are those are. Uh, those are the rest of your games. I think we're pretty there, – there are no spreads, by the way, published for these FBS, FCS games, um, at least not that I've found. But you can probably find them out there if you really, really want to. But, I mean, that's, they're going to be like 40-some points, and uh, you don't want to bet that. That's that's good news for Furman. They're not 70-point underdogs. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so here's the exercise, Mike. So, so NC State, James Madison, Clemson, Furman, Georgia Tech, Alcorn State, Pittsburgh, Albany, Virginia, Richmond – we, we agree that all five of these teams are going to come away with a win. But if we come back here and recap these games and say that the ACC went 4-1 and one in those games, who's the team that most likely lost? And I think there's two prime candidates here. Uh, NC State loses to James Madison, and Virginia loses to Richmond. Those I think those are the only correct answers. Yeah. Thank you. And it's a bit for different reasons. And A, it's because James Madison is one of the best teams, if not the best team in the FCS, um, have jumped up and beaten FBS teams before, maybe even have, Power 5, I can't remember. Have, have won a national championship recently. In the last couple of years, yeah, that happened. Uh, meanwhile, Virginia and Richmond, um, Richmond can be a little plucky. They've beaten FBS teams in the past. Uh, Virginia they, is, they is a Virginia. football team. They've beaten Virginia in the past, like two years ago. Yep. Virginia is a team that has uh, 22 starters. Uh, They have guys that play both, you know, they have guys on offense, they have guys on defense, but other than that, they might be anything. Um, And so Richmond, uh, you know, be careful. Careful. You can can be anything when you grow up. Just don't be a Virginia Cavalier. (laughs) Um, Podcast motto. Hey, uh, or a Miami Hurricane, for that matter. <laughs> uh, James Madison's pretty good. Uh, they could hang with NC State a little bit, so keep an eye on that game. NC State mm-hmm. should be fine. They should win by a few scores, but keep an eye on it. NC State's got a brand-new defense. JMU's got a very talented roster. Just keep an eye on it. I was going to uh, say, if, if James Madison puts up, like, 24 to 30 points on NC State. They're just, in for it. Just um, so you know, we told you so. Yes, and if that happens, NC State is a little bit in for it. If they give up 24 to 30 points, they better be careful because 
chances are that's a one score game. Um, Clemson Furman, uh, will Furman get the ball past the 50 yard line? I'm going to say yes. Does Furman, um, Furman score points in this game? I'm going to say yes. I think they score oh. points. Yes. Okay. How many points? Uh, single digits. Over under, over under seven and a half. Under. Okay. I agree. I'm going to go like, uh, let's go three points for Furman. They score five points. Okay. With Georgia Tech. Seven, with seven minutes left in the game, they will kick a field goal to not be shut out. That's where I'm going yeah. with that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I say they get five points. Um, they block an extra point and run it back for a two point conversion and they kick a field goal. Five points. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Hey, party on. Five points. 70 to five. Final. There um, you go. Georgia Tech, Alcorn State, pray. I think the last time these teams played, it was like 66 to 10 or something like that. I mean, this is one of those where we don't, I mean, we're, we're optimistic about Georgia Tech, but there's still a lot of, you know, they do, they do have some questions that they haven't answered, but this is not the kind of game that they're going to get suckered into playing. I mean, the last couple of years, they've, they've been a little bit suckered in against like Jacksonville State or like Mercer or something. Alcorn State is a garbage football program. So, um yeah this is a this is a big georgia tech win here and they're gonna they're gonna roll and a lot of people are gonna be excited that they scored 60 some points don't take anything away from it next week uh, you go play usf and that is a whole different ball game yep agree um agree with that Pitt and albany ooh. you know this is going to be a game into the third quarter right Probably, and it shouldn't be. But we're all going to look up and be like, yo, what is Pittsburgh doing? And then it's like, oh, okay, Pittsburgh won by four scores. That's the Pat Narduzzi special for you right there. Yes. It's like, oh, wow, that game's pretty close. And oh, my God. Um, Six minutes left in the third. Albany scores a touchdown to pull within, uh, you know, 21-17 or something ridiculous like that. But, yeah, Pittle will win the game, but it'll be uh, unnecessarily close. Yes, agree. Um, And UVA Richmond. Hey, Virginia. Be careful. That's all I'll say. Just Virginia, don't mess this up. Just, you know, be careful. Don't mess this up, Virginia. Please mess it up. That would be it would be hilarious in like it, all the worst ways. It would, because this isn't year one under Bronco Mendenhall where it's like, oh my god, that's embarrassing, but you kind of give him a pass. This is like year three under Bronco Mendenhall, which is really embarrassing and you don't give him a pass. So Yeah. Everyone starts throwing their hands up saying, What the hell, Bronco? And you just found yourself on the hot seat. And it's barely September. So good luck. Don't screw around. Hey, just, you know, be careful. They'll be fine. Oh, my Virginia, God. Virginia 35-17. For, yeah, Virginia by multiple scores. They'll be all right. Uh, picks of the week. Oh, no. We got to do picks of the week. Oh, yes. Uh, I have oh, yes. never been less confident, but let's do it. Oh, hell yeah. You Mike, you went first on the season preview. Yeah. Um, you went first in the season preview picking uh, on win totals, so I will go first on week one. Yes. And the thing that sticks out to me, um, the one game that I, I do kind of like, I feel pretty good about Army covering 13.5, but I think I'm going to go under 48 Miami LSU. Oh, you're picking totals. I know that you hate picking totals. This is actually oh, where I've done really well in the I, past few years. I know. I actually love picking totals, but not in week one. I just – I think these offenses might both be like 
eye gougingly bad, um, at least in comparison to the defenses. I think the defenses could both be really good. I think the offenses might both be kind of trash, at least in the for the for the scope of this game. I think there's a better chance this game ends up like 17-10 than you know 35-24 or something like that. I mean, 48 points. I don't think these teams are going to generate that. So give me Miami LSU under 48. Lock it in. Oh wait, I got to make a comeback this year because my my picks of the week last year were trash. So f- follow me at your own uh, you know at your own discretion. Uh yeah, agree with that. That's a um... ah hey better you than me picking that one. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I, I I have no idea one way or another. Uh, yes, this is an ACC football podcast. Uh, we call ourselves ACC experts. Truth be told, I'm kind of an idiot. I'm taking Army plus 13 and a half against Duke. You left the door open for me. All uh, right. Army to cover. Army to cover. Mm-hmm. All right. Famous last words. Yeah, that really. Looks, that looks like a money maker. Would you uh would you go Army money line here? Uh no. no. Not even like a little bit of action there? I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm not picking Army to win this game outright. Let's see what the uh what the money line is. Um, uh, if the value is good enough, you know, and Daniel Jones throws like three picks. I am not finding it. Let me, I'll fill some time. More place. Um, another, yeah. another game I would look at, but it's a lot of points and I'm really leery about a lot of points. Alabama minus 25, like take a look at it. Yeah, um, consider that. Consider it. Louisville's defense is trash, and Louisville is got a new starting quarterback making his first collegiate start. Consider it. That's all I'll say. Just consider uh, it. Whether it's Jalen Hurts or Tua, like I don't think it matters who's a quarterback. I, I don't think that affects the line at all. Um, you probably have a little bit more upside with Tua just because the downfield passing game is more of a thing, but if Jalen Hurts is the starter, they're just going to hand the ball to Damian Harris, and he will break Louisville. So... Alabama minus 25, take a look at it. Oh, man. Mike, if I gave you plus 250 Army money line, um, um, no. which is interesting because that's actually not what it is. The money line is actually plus 405. Oh, my God. Really? Four to one on Army to win this game. And by the way, the projected score on uh, Odd Shark is 30 to 21 Army. They're projected uh, to win the game, and they're four to one on the money line. Okay, well, at plus four hundred five, I'd consider it. That's yeah, a think lot about more, that. That's a lot more bang for your buck. Um. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll I'll consider it. Wow. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. want to think about that. Hey, that's that's actually truth be told, that's really decent value. Uh, I'm not saying that Army will win the game. I think Duke will win. But if you're into kind of I don't know, doubling, tripling, quadrupling your money, um. Might not be a bad play, especially in week one when there's a lot of unknowns. That's all I'll say. And by the way, that's that's just the best odds you can get. That was on, I think, so Odd Shark is telling me that's on Bet Online is plus 405. My bookie has it at plus 395. Bovada has it at plus 375. So wherever you're going, you're still getting pretty good numbers on Duke here. Or on, uh, on Army, excuse me. Duke, the numbers actually get worse. Bet Online has them at minus 500. My bookie, minus 540. Bovada, minus 550. So they're just, you know, they're just taking a lot more of your uh, your money on the on those sites. But man, 
one to five on this game that you lost 10 months ago. I just, uh, what a weird line. That's I feel weird. like I'm missing something. Hey, it's week one. So this is an opportunity to steal some money from Vegas. They know just as much as you do, by the way, in week one, I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what the bookies tell you. I don't care. Like you can say Vegas always knows. I, I get it. It's week one though. Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. No one knows, know. Mike. Hey, we made a bunch of bullshit. Oh, sorry. We made a, <laughs> really, we made a bunch of uh, interesting picks, like in our season previews, right? Like with the Coastal Division and the Atlantic Division, where we just, hey, we don't know. And we're trying here, right? Like we, we have a pretty good idea about a couple teams, but there are a whole handful of teams in this conference we have no idea about. This is where you make or lose a bunch of money is week one. And I can't wait to lose money, Joey. Remember the jumble of teams in the middle that we talked about on our season preview podcast. And if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it because again, there are, there's probably about eight or nine teams in the ACC that could finish between five and seven and seven and five. And it's just a whole bunch of toss up games Again, if you look, if you go listen to all these individual team previews, there's a lot of toss-up games that we identified where it's, you know, it's it's a one possession, you know, whichever way the ball bounces kind of game. So I, I mean, hey, these things could go either way. So uh, at the very least, it should be a, a fun season here in the ACC. Uh, Mike, that's all I got. You got anything else before we get out of here? I don't. Um, I, look, I'm just really happy college football's back. So I'll throw that out there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in Week One in the ACC. It's going to be really interesting. I'm I'm more excited for our week one recap because we'll at least have a general idea of what some of these teams are, even if they're in blowout wins against FCS opponents or just low-level FBS opponents. Um, really excited about the week one recap. I'm really excited about my trip to Tallahassee. At the very least, I get to experience the Tomahawk shop in person. So, I mean, hey. Oh. If, if the Hokies are getting smoked, it, at least it'll be a fun college football atmosphere that'll be new for me to experience. I've heard it's one of those things similar to uh, Rocky Top at Tennessee, where if oh. Florida State's winning that game, your ears yeah. will be ringing with the tomahawk chop Like by the time we're doing our week three preview. Battle at Bristol, just, oh, God. Same damn thing. Bad flashbacks. Um. Yeah, so so you mentioned your trip. What's your what's the routine here? Are you going down there Sunday or you know Friday night or what? What's this whole look like? Airline tickets were uh, you basically had to be Warren Buffett to get an airline ticket. Um, Oof. Yeah, so tickets were expensive. We're talking like five or six hundred one way. Um, that's an expensive trip. I am driving. That is a long drive. That's about thirteen hours. Um, but hey, going with two other guys should be all right. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, going down Sunday, so it's going to be a long day Sunday, trying to get in in time for the Miami LSU game at 730. That's going to be a push, um, but at least we'll see the second half on TV at the very least, or we'll stream it in the car. We'll figure something out. Um, it's week one. We'll figure it out. Um, driving down Sunday, staying in a really sketchy Econo Lodge, so that'll be fun. It's got like two and a half stars. It's in Tallahassee. Hell yeah, party on party on it's the price you have to pay speaking of price you had to pay i got these tickets for 50 bucks so not bad for the opener with two ranked teams i'll take it uh really excited to see what this atmosphere is like at doak i've heard mixed things i've heard it's really good for big games i've also heard that it's kind of a library sometimes so 
we'll see how it actually is. It's the opener with a new with a new head coach, um, with a ranked team coming to town. It should be a pretty good atmosphere. So I'm I'm excited about at the very least. It's a place I've never been. Um, always game to see a new college football stadium. So really excited for it. And uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Hokies pull an upset, or maybe they just cover seven and a half and it makes some money. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm staying put after my uh, recent travels. I don't need to sure. go anywhere. So I'm, I'm hunkering down here, just, uh, you know, kind of surveying the whole landscape, monitoring Georgia Tech on Saturday and, and keeping an eye on a couple of other fun games. Um, I think Texas Tech Ole Miss is one of them. And um, there's another one, you know, the 2.30, 3 o'clock time frame that should be a lot of fun as well um, before obviously Louisville gets smoked by Alabama uh, at 8 o'clock there. But I'm going to partake in the uh, the time old Texas tradition. I'm going to try and do a brisket on Saturday. I think that'll be Ooh, nice. Welcome in uh, college football season the right way. So I'll, I'll report back on how that goes. Um, for what it's worth, if you haven't ever done one, they are risky. So this could it could get real bad. But I'll uh, I'll probably keep y'all updated on Twitter if you just want to uh, you know see how that's all going. You got to uh, you got to risk it to get the brisket. Yeah, that's right. Always risk it for the brisket, Mike. Um, that, that's that's how the state of Texas works. Yes. Roll Tide. All right, uh, Mike, we got to get out of here. Uh, we're going to enjoy week one again. We made enjoy it. it. Here. Enjoy it, everybody. A lot of, lot of money to be lost. So Hell yeah. Go go Good lose time. that money. That hard-earned money that you've been waiting to lose for uh, several months now. It's, it's time. Uh, Mike, we're going to get out of here. We gotta, uh, we're going to come back and recap these games when, uh, when the time comes. But in the meantime, they can find us on Twitter, especially throughout the weekend. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel CFB and together we're at BC podcast ACC. Uh, they can send us an email with questions, concerns, comments, uh, anything else that they want to know my brisket recipe. I'll, I'll pass it along, but you know, again, at your own risk, basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. I got that right. Yeah. There was a little bit of an intro part missing, but anyways, uh, they can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free. And Mike, tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference, rate, review, find most of our podcasts there, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. uh, rate, review us on iTunes, continue to do that. A lot of you guys have done that now, so that's been great. So keep those coming if you haven't. What are you waiting for? Yes, please go do that. Also, you can find us on YouTube if you so choose. By the way, you can actually find these things a little bit early, uh, secrets. Um, if, if you are really craving some basketball conference action and, and you know that we've recorded it, but we haven't really posted the audio yet, you can find it on YouTube. That's an option. Just go search basketball conference and uh, you'll find us there. We don't have a fancy URL or anything. Bingo. Mike, that's all I got. You ready for week one? As ready as I can be. I have been waiting for this for a long, long time. Hell yeah. The time has come. Merry Christmas. Uh, Thank you. We're going to come back and recap these games, Mike. But uh, until then, enjoy your vacation or your trip to Tallahassee. Good luck to your team. I will be watching and looking for you on television in your $50 seats. And yes. uh, we'll be back early next week to recap these games. Check check me out in Section 13, Joey. Section 13. Oh, that's, that's, that's where he'll be. What, one last thing before we close. Uh, talk to James Coleman again today. Going to try to hit, hit him up at the tailgate. So. Ooh, get a selfie. It might be doing these days. there's potential of selfie and maybe some periscope action. Um, oh yeah. Don't want to hold, don't want to hold him to anything that he hasn't committed to, but he's game for a lot of stuff. He might be game for this. So, Hey, mm -hmm. outside chance. Say hi to him for me. Uh, he, he was a great preview of the Florida state preview. If you haven't listened, big game, James, big game, James at big game, James 36 on Twitter, by the way, if you're, if you're looking for him. 
Mike, have fun. We'll talk really next week. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy week one. And until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.